Hello, 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 beautiful. Welcome back to another episode of Hey, Let's Talk About. I'm your host, Jenny Bentley. So let me get right into it. As for the title of this episode, we're going to be talking about the importance of reading. Yay! And all of what I think what it means to read, why I love to read, and why I think it's very, very important for everyone to develop the habit and the hobby to read for fun in their own downtime. And I'm going to give lots of arguments that I will go on into this episode, so continue to stay tuned. But first, I would like to start out with my own story, as I do. I've always loved to read, okay? However, I have learned that just like when we talk about sports, all of us in some capacity or the other say something along these lines. Oh yeah, I used to read a lot when I was younger, but it kind of didn't as I started getting to high school or lately, right? Or like with a sport. Oh yeah, I did, you know, I did soccer in like fourth or fifth grade. Or yeah, I did dance for a couple of years. Oh, how? When? Oh, I was like two or three or you know, it was like in elementary school. <laughs> Same thing. We all say we've done it. And we've all said it. We've done it in the past a long time ago. I love reading. And I have always loved reading. And I fit in that boat, though. In high school, I got really busy. I had lots of extracurriculars. It wasn't that I didn't want to make the time. It's that I did not have the time. AP, pre-AP, choir, dance, piano, Chinese, all of these things, plus, you know, eating, sleeping, the necessary survival habits that we need to do, leave a little time to relax, especially in this day and age. We're expected to go round and round and round, faster and faster and faster, like the RPM that we see on the left dial of our car. We're just supposed to have the wheels going faster. We're expected to be more perfect at an earlier age. We're supposed to be masters younger and younger. We're expected to be perfect from the first get-go. So it leaves a little time to be human and just live. And the time that maybe I do have, quite honestly, I spend it being a blob, blobbing out, watching Netflix, watching TV. Because... My brain couldn't do anything else. So yes, in some ways I do fall into that category. But I don't think I do. And here's why. My mom wanted to hold me back in preschool, hold me back from kindergarten and let me stay another year in preschool before. And my teacher had told her, no, you need to let her move on to kindergarten because Jenny really wants to learn to read. She really wants to learn to read. My mom would tell me how when I was little, I would try to pick up a book and try to read it. And I'd like squint my face and look at the letters and try to figure out what the story is. And I would ask my mom to teach me to read. And of course, you know, she doesn't, she doesn't know how to teach me to read. She was an RN. She wasn't an elementary school teacher. So, but she could tell how badly I wanted to learn to read. So she sent me off to kindergarten, despite what she probably didn't want to do, which was hold me back another year. In kindergarten, I was the first kid to learn to read. 
By the end of kindergarten, I was already reading third grade level. By first grade, I was reading fifth grade level, almost middle school level. I loved to read. Absolutely loved it. By fourth or fifth grade, I found out from, you know, the reading comprehension and the benchmark exams and the star test. Does anyone remember that? That we had to take that I actually ended up reading too fast that I wasn't comprehending what was being taught. So I learned to read slower. And that's what happened. I read slower. But I started reading a lot slower. Way too slow. So that was a problem. That was a problem. So flash forward to freshman year of college and I started getting to be able to have a little bit more time to read for myself and I was thinking oh my gosh what if I'm just as slow because I haven't ever really read anything for my leisure in a long time you know I've been used to just textbooks and assigned readings from my teacher for English or my dad assigns me books to help me become more rounded and that has helped me so much And I come to find out that when I read my first book, blasted through it in about two days. (laughs) So I never lost that skill, which I'm happy about. Reading, reading is, it's so many things. You can learn things. You can escape things. You can prepare yourself for stuff. You can change your life you can change you can be entertained by stories by worlds why do you think people loved harry potter growing up it was an entire world that jk rowling created for her readers with words that were totally different the structure it was world building and that is one of the reasons why it was so successful she made it so her own When you read a romance novel, or when I read a young adult novel, it's my way of escaping from my everyday life. Because maybe if, I mean, you know, if I'm going to be single, at least I can feel like I'm not vicariously through the characters that I'm reading. Or I can read about something from a different time. It's set in a different world, set in a different dynamic. Why do you think Bridgerton was so successful? It's because... Of the way courting was a thing. And how it's nothing like it is today. The glitz and the glamour of the high class societies. We're fascinated by it because that's not common either. We're drawn into worlds through books. And I love how books are consistent. I love holding one, okay? I love the feeling of the paper that I get to flip. So when it's exciting, I know it's exciting because I'm... turning that page so I know exactly what the next half of that sentence is saying or we're in an action-packed scene and I know something's about to go down and I just need to know what's happening and I need to know the outcome or someone's saying something and it's important and it's a turning point in your story books are wonderful they've been around as long as time itself Why do you think that movies and TV shows are more successful when they come from a book? I know why. Do you really know why? Can you form it into words? Well, if you can't, I will tell you why. It's because a book is full of the details that visually 
can never, ever match. And especially the time restraint you put on a movie is something that you are up against. It goes against the entire nature of a book. Because a book anyone can read, but it depends on what pace you read at. Some people are slow, some some people are fast, some people don't read because they are slow. Some people love to read because they know they are fast. But with a movie, oh yeah, if you want it to, you know, if you want to keep your audience's attention, you stay under you stay under 2. But look at Lord of the Rings. Those like the way the only way they could capture that world, capture every nuance of the characters, where they go, what they say, how they say it, what are the dynamics between those characters, what everything looks like, what is that is described. All of that could only be properly addressed, properly translated into a visual form of entertainment by making it five, six hours long. They're five, six hours long. People, I remember sleeping in the movie theater, bringing pillows and blankets and stuff. There's a reason why people still watch them. There is a reason why there's a Hulu show out. It's because they executed it the way it should have been. The way it needs to be done to be done perfectly. It was given the right amount of time to justify and give justice to those books. But that's also why movies from books are so successful. They, well, they're more popular than a movie that was created fresh from a story creator that was made for a movie. Not necessarily saying. I am not comparing the book to the book movie. Okay. I'm comparing book movies to a normal movie. And I think it's safe to say. That usually the book movies. At least in the past. Eight years. Ten years. Are better. It's because there is so much detail in a book. That can never ever be translated. Or it's going to be very difficult to translate. And there's so many parts of a book that only some things can be put into the actual movie, into the final cut. There's so many options to pick from so they can pick what they want in the movie, how they want to tell that story in the time that they have. Because the author gives a lot more than is necessary for a movie, that's what ends up working. Because when you're giving giving detailed overload, the diluted version will still be better than something that was made from movie story creators. Because the diluted version is still has more content and more details to address. Because no one would ever think about all the things. Like the attitude as, of a character as much as a book would perceive them. No one could properly describe a character dynamic without a book. Because nah, creator story creators don't do that. I mean, there's probably reasons for that. But that's one of the reasons, I bet. It's because they have so much to work with. They can choose what to put in. I love books so much, especially because movies and TV shows today just are not at the quality that they used to be. Which I actually did address in one of my previous episodes, if you'd like to check that out. And that one goes into much more detail and discussion. So if you want to 
see what I have to say on that, go ahead and check it out. But books, books, there are so many stories that will never get turned into a movie that deserve to be turned into a movie because of how great they are. But sometimes they are okay saying just a book. Books, there are plenty. There are good ones, there are bad ones. Over the summer, I read 12 books. I was really proud of myself. I read 12 books. Some of them, yes, okay. Maybe six of them. Maybe half of them were rereads from high school. But they're better than some people who never have touched a book for themselves. For their their own reason, their own leisure, their own time. A lot better than some people, right? I loved every single book I read. And I will guarantee you when I do read new books that, okay, yeah, not all new books are good. Some are, will the new ones that I did like stand the test of time? No, I don't think they will. Do I think any books will, that have been made in the last 20 years will stand the test of time? I don't think so either. But nonetheless, they're stories. They come from a creative mind in some capacity. And they're fun to read. I love them. And I think that if you've never read a book for yourself ever, again, when I mean by ever, I mean when I said back in the beginning of this episode, when I said it relates back to sports or playing an instrument too, where, oh yeah, I did it in uh, elementary school. I've only done it, last time I did it was when you were little, 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 little. (laughs) That's what I mean when I say ever. Because the real books, the true stories are books that are read by our age and up. You are missing out on an entire world. And it's a great way to get off your phone. When I'm on the bus going to campus, I pull out my book because it's about a 15-minute ride. I'm not driving, so it's the perfect time to read. It brings you back to the days when your parents would pick you up and drop you off. You had the time to do whatever you want. And I encourage you to try to read a book. And you'll realize how much you can actually read in 15 minutes. How much you can actually read in such a short amount of time, which you might have thought you couldn't. I was reading a 400-page book. And I was able to read a little chunk of it every day. Because I read on the morning bus, on the bus going home, and the way walking to my first class, and sometimes in between that. And little by little, you try to read, and before you know it, that 400 book you will, turns into 200 pages left, 100 pages left, 75, 60, 50, 55, it, it whittles down. And before you know it, congratulations, you've read a book. That's awesome. That's amazing. There are so many benefits to reading. So, so many. I have a friend that I met in freshman year, but I never really was friends with them until last fall. And we both shared a love for reading. (laughs) He was into the classics, which I applaud because I've always been trying to get into the classics. And he basically owned all of them, had them in his dorm. So, and then I also had books from my home 
that I brought and also books that my dad had signed that I felt like he would be interested in. So what ended up happening is we kind of formed this little like book exchange thing is we've only done it once and we actually never finished the book. Oh, at least I never finished it, but we would exchange books and we would read it and then we'd give the opinion on the book. And it was really fun. I really enjoyed that. Meeting someone, first of all, that read as much as I do or wanted to and had the books to where we can both contribute to our reading experience. I loved it. And reading, it is a perfect way to start conversations with people, to hear people's thoughts and opinions and get to see an inside glimpse of who they are kind of when you ask about opinions or what they think about this part of the book or what do they think about the book in general how do they feel about this character did they like this character or did you like the ending what did you think about the beginning i love that like this past summer my older sister um she started reading the same books i did but that was only because one of them got turned into a movie where the crawdads sing which I actually discovered that book a couple years ago before it was even considered to be a movie, which I love to flex just because, you know, I'm the OG, you know, it's the OGs that make it popular, okay? The OGs are what make it possible for that book to become a movie. Like, in middle school, I read To All the Boys I Loved Before. I read that series, and I've reread it twice, way before they decided to make the movies and i remember when i finished the book i was like oh my gosh i want this to be a movie i'm so excited when is this going to be a movie and i was years ahead of the game so that was a flex i think the movies were a flop but that's just my opinion but reading is so fun it is so fun if you give it a chance i promise you they are worthwhile if you can find a subject a niche a trope which is um if you're not into literature it basically is like the circumstances of the book um if you can find something that you're interested in in your own life maybe and translate it to a subject of a book i guarantee you that you'll probably find yourself a reader and you don't have to be an avid reader like me or someone else who reads a book every month you can start out small. Maybe if it takes you three months to read a book, good for you. At least you read something. It's better than someone who says, oh, I don't like reading, never tries to pick up a book despite what they think and have opinions on. You're better than that person because you tried. Trying makes a difference between a person, okay? Effort always makes a difference <laughs> in everything. Reading it makes you well-rounded. It also makes you smarter because when you are exposed to different authors, writing styles, how they think, how they go about telling a story, what they say, how they say it, how they approach the story, and what type of words they use, the vocabulary that might pop up, some of them, which I, I've read some books and I've come across stories where they've actually used a vocabulary that I learned in junior year of high school. You know, you never know when it's going to be useful. And lo and behold, it did. Reading is scientifically proven to make you smarter. So if you maybe if you want to be smarter, try that. 
If you're bored, what else do you have to do besides what you've already been doing? And are you truly happy with where you're at? If you're not, be honest with yourself, though. And if your answer is not where you want it to be, change something. Do something. What is, you won't have anything to lose by doing something different. But you have so much to gain, right? Maybe you could get to the happiness that you want. Another thing about reading and why it's so important is reading makes a person successful. Why do you think they never taught slaves how to read and write? Because that was the equivalent of them being free. When you can read, you are exposed to every person's thoughts, feelings, stories, experiences that you can gain wisdom from. They can learn to read maps. They can read signs, a.k.a. how to run away and be free. Even back then, people knew how important it was to read. Reading is an astronomical step up in success and development and education. Reading and writing are important aspects. You couldn't, if, if you didn't know how to read, you wouldn't know how to live the basic life, how to survive the basic life of this day and age. I don't know. You couldn't. Reading and writing are so important because when you have thoughts on paper or if you want to write something down and you can't and you have to rely on someone else to write or do something for you, it's not going to be the way you want. But if it's in your own words, if because you know the alphabet, because you know the letters and you know how to say certain vowels and know how to say certain S-H-C-H-N-G. If you know how to read and write, you are better off, period. You couldn't have been able to type. You wouldn't have been able to text your friend. And I'm saying if this was a world without Siri, okay? So just go along with me, okay? You wouldn't have been able to text. You wouldn't have been able to look up anything. You wouldn't have been able to type up in the search bar, hey, let's talk about to find my website, to find my podcast. You want to know what, hey, let's talk about looks like. You want to know what it is. You want to know how to read your textbook. You couldn't have even gone into college. You couldn't even have passed high school. You couldn't even maybe pass middle school. You probably wouldn't even go past the fifth grade. Why do you think that our grandparents or people that are older, some people haven't even gotten past the fifth or sixth grade. Not only is it because they might have a, to get a job earlier in life, but you realize that their circumstances make their opportunities a lot more limited. Reading is important. Like my sorority, our foundation, our national philanthropy. If you don't know this, sororities, every sorority and every fraternity has philanthropy. We are a pillar in the main One of the main reasons and the main focuses of sororities and fraternities is philanthropy. We give back. So everyone has their own national sorority or philanthropy that they give back to. And then they have another one that's local within their own college community. Mine 
was just recently changed to the Jed Foundation, which focuses on mental health, which I love. But what it was before, which has been around for 20 years, and I'm not kidding when I say it was recently changed. It was changed last year. It was called Reading is Fundamental. As our sorority, we believed that reading is important for all people to be able to do. And that is a springboard, a trampoline, a rocket launcher, whatever you may say in a metaphor for improving to a whole another level, a plane of success and opportunity. That's what we believed. We would donate and we would raise donations for books and we'd give them to elementary schools and we would go and read to the children. Reading is fundamental. It is one of the blocks I feel that are necessary to build human connection. If if language wasn't created, we'd all just be individuals in our own little world. We'd be back to the caveman era in a sense because how could you communicate something as fire if other than with at looking at a fire? How could you describe to someone what fire is if they've never seen it? How could you describe a basket if they've never seen it? Or maybe you have seen it and you can't describe it. So there's no way you can come to an understanding that both of you understand what a basket is. It's the same thing with reading and writing. How can you disseminate your thoughts and your opinions and your information if you don't know how to talk, if you don't know how to communicate, if you don't know how to read, if you don't know how to write? Reading is so important. And not only is it important, but it's so, it adds a value to your life, I think. And maybe you don't believe what I have to say. And that's okay. Maybe pick up at least one book and read it. Read it all the way through. I don't care how long it takes you, but read it. Really read it. And I'm not here to say I'm a trendsetter by any means, but sometimes I get that feeling in high school, especially lately, where I've been bringing a book on campus, as I've told you previously, and where I read it and when, but it's always in my hand. It's never in my backpack. It's always in my hand. And I don't think I'm imagining it when I say that recently I have noticed more and more students walking around with a book. Not a textbook, not a solutions manual, but a book. A real book. One that's meant to entertain you, move you, make you feel, make you think, make you learn. And I think that is incredible. I love that. I love seeing that change. I love it so much. You have no idea how much it feels to okay maybe I haven't started the trend but it definitely kind of feels like it because when I was on campus and I first started bringing my book the first day of school there was no one with a book there's no one with a book no one was reading on the bus just today when I was coming off of the bus there was someone right across from me reading a book and then there was someone else behind me on the bus on the way home and then we were the only two people and we were both reading that did not happen first day of school okay never and I remember also when I was reading, people would look at me and be like, what? She actually reading? Is that a book? Like, <laughs> so yes, in some ways, I'd like to say that maybe I'm making a change. And hopefully, I'm hopefully making it to where reading's interesting to you for the first time. Because I believe 
everyone is better off reading. It's cool. Just like when I realized in college, it's actually cool to be smart. It's cool to be a hard worker. It's not looked on as weird or you're not ostracized because of it. It's the same thing that I wish to accomplish with reading. It doesn't mean you're a nerd. It doesn't mean you're a point dexter. It doesn't make you lesser than a person who doesn't. It just, it adds. It adds to your life. It makes you a better person. When you read, you also become open-minded. You also become a critical thinker in some ways. Because you develop thoughts and opinions on that book. My older sister, like I said, that I kind of touched on, she read Where the Crawdads Sing. And um, we, I have a nickname for her. I call her The Critic. Capital T, capital C, because she always has opinions on everything. Restaurants, movies, situations, she has an opinion for. Especially food and movies. <laughs> and I would read and be like, oh, it's a good story. But it wasn't until I started sharing my books with her did I start to see all the things that she did. And yes, sometimes I didn't disagree, but some of them I didn't realize I agreed with until she said something. And I was like, wow, wow, that's really cool. Or, oh my gosh, you're right, that is kind of true. I didn't really like how this ended up, or this could have been better, or yeah, that character was kind of annoying, or why is it this way? Or, well, some of the things she would point out are like plot holes and other little mechanical errors that she saw in the book that could have made more sense that part i don't like to agree with as much just because not every person could possibly make a book that is congruent with logical reasoning that's just me you kind of have to go along with the movie you have to go along with the plot and you can't assume that you can do something better or execute it better just go along with the flow of the circumstance and what's going on and you might enjoy it more than if you're picking it apart because a book is not meant to be picked apart. It's meant to be enjoyed and analyzed, in my opinion. Analyzed and then given opinions on. Not critically looking at it from that standpoint. But anyways, as I was saying, books allow you to be a little bit more open-minded. And overall, reading is so beneficial. When I meet people who know how to read, I'm automatically impressed and I'm automatically have more respect for them. And I'm not saying that as a mean thing. I'm saying that as like when someone at our age especially reads regularly and normally, that should pique your interest. And usually it does because what is the natural activity? What is the normal activity for us to do? It's not reading. It's going out, partying, drinking, watching TV, watching movies, going out with friends, doing weird stuff, doing funny stuff. It's definitely not reading. Or it's playing games, playing video games. Anything but reading, okay? So when I meet someone my age that reads, I, I am piqued. I am interested. I want to see because it means that they have learned, just like me, the importance of reading at a younger age. And it's even more significant now more than ever because social media is so prevalent. It's so easy to be sucked into a TikTok or an Instagram post or Snapchat scores. So yes, when I meet someone who knows how to read or likes, no, not knows how to read, but likes to read, I am automatically impressed by them. And then it comes down to what do they read? And it comes down to what they think of what they read. 
when you read, you are using so many different parts of your brain that you otherwise wouldn't utilize, I think. Because you're choosing to do something on your own time that I feel like is now considered associated with school or something that's boring. But I'm here to argue that it's not. And try. Try. With that being said, this is the end of the episode. I really hope you stayed to the end and that you enjoyed it. And I will see you in the next one. Have a great day. And if your day's already over when you're listening to this, I hope you did have a good day. And again, I'm signing off and I'll see you next time.